Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. Greetings. Uh, I'm back again sharing with you uh, the spirit of offense. I want us to look on, like I promised you, on part seven, that I'm going to be breaking down how you can overcome the spirit of offense and uh, what one needs to do. Now, in part seven, I, I use the word, which is a Greek word, and the quote is called agape. It is the love of God which has been shed abroad in our lives you know, or in our hearts. And this love word means unconditional. So, one of the main troubles with the modern civilization is that we so often mistake respectability to character by trying to stay and say, I want people to respect me, but living in the spirit of offense. A lot of people, they live in the spirit of offense and is using the word, I just wanted people to respect me. You know, and uh, they, you know, my character is more important. If your character is more important, you number one, you understand the secret and the mysteries of God. Now, when you look at this word, on the spirit of offense, there's one thing that you'll find. The first thing, this word agape, it's unconditional, not based on performance or whether or not it is returned. That means... I have that unconditional love despite what a person does, despite how a person offends me, despite how they call me, despite how they point fingers on me, despite what they say behind my back. Things that they say about me means nothing, you know, compared to what God is doing. You know, I would rather inherit the kingdom of heaven. Just take, for instance, Jesus was called Beelzebub. That means he was the chief of demons. He was the, they made him, they characterized him to be evil. That was the worst slanderer, as you can ever imagine. But Jesus didn't say anything. He says, well, can a demon cast itself from the people that it possesses. So Jesus told them, if I'm casting you devils, I'm not that demon. You know, so what are we trying to see here is to show that love that God had, Jesus Christ had, without condition to the people that were against him. You remember the time when he got arrested and they were ton- tormenting him, taunting him, and Peter, being the sanguine, he realized and says, oh, there's one thing that I'm going to do here is to get a sword and uh, cut the ear of somebody. And Jesus got a hold of it and said, hey, Peter, come on, stop this. You don't need to do this. A man who uses a sword shall die with a sword. And uh, at that moment, those people, that's why I say the spirit of offense blinds people. At that moment, those people should have literally known that there's something different to this man. When he got the ear of that man and they put it back, the breathing stopped, the pain stopped, everything. You can imagine a person today, just take a moment, even as you are listening to this podcast right now. Someone cuts, come to cut your ear, how you breathe. I think you'll be rushing to the hospital. 
You know, even someone pokes you, blood starts coming out. And I believe the fact that Peter cut the ear of that man, the blood was just swimming out, was shooting out of his place there. It was just so graphic to think about it. And But Jesus got a hold of that. He says, well, Today is your good day. You are blessed today. If I was to speak a language word, I would say, today is your lucky day. You know, let me put back your ear. And then he rebuked. Now, what kind of a man is Jesus? Is Because he would have said, come on, my man. Go ahead and kill them all. See how they are treating me. They have no respect over me. I don't, these people there, let's judge them. But Jesus didn't do that. Now, you can imagine. Why do we let offend, or the spirit of offense, rule us? It begins to become something that takes over our lives. Now, here's something that I want you to understand. Without a God, it is unconditional, not based on performance or whether or not it is returned. You know, that means I have the love for these people, not because of what they have done to me. I have the love for these people. Without God, we can only love with a selfish love that can that cannot be given if it is not received and retained. There's a, <laughs> I've passed churches whereby I know that someone doesn't love me and hates me, and I'll do anything to show them that I love them. <laughs> you know, and uh, one time I went to greet. <clears throat> someone whom I knew hidden me. And uh, when I went to try to hug them, they, you know, they put the hands, and when I wanted to shake the hands, they walked away. But the Lord told me, he says, listen, don't let this ruin your day. Continue loving them. Wherever you see them, greet them. Love them. Pray for them. And I went... Well, they haven't loved me back, but I know that one day God will show them that I have nothing against them. That's what it means not to walk with the spirit of offense. Now, here's something that I want you to do. It is natural of the fresh, but when we saw the love of God sowing, and there's a sowing and a reaping. But when we sow the love of God, we will reap the love of God. This is the spiritual role. Whether we agree or not, we should not see it as failure when the love we give isn't retained. Because there are times when you love somebody and you don't think they love you. You think the more you love them, the more they literally resent you. You see resentful spirit. You see you know, some kind of aggressiveness, you know, that that kind of aggression, you know, the spirit that you feel like they're chopping you. But that's the time when you love unconditionally. Instead, it will free us to love that person even more remarkable because we are letting our faith grow. The more you love a person, the more you show yourself that you're a child of God. If more Christians, more Christians realize this, they wouldn't give up and they become offended. So just keep on loving those people that have offended you. You know, those people that 
you know they have violent spirit towards you. Violence doesn't mean a person comes to fight you. But you can sense violence in what they do, how they talk, how they behave. Just to show them the true love. Jesus felt the same rejection we face. In his most excellent hour of need, the disciples abandoned him. Judas betrayed him and Peter denied him. But Jesus still loved Peter. Amen. If we have certain expectations about specific persons, those people can let us down. They will disappoint us so that they fall short of our expectation. Always don't put people on the pedestal, but also not only do that, limit your expectation. Just know they're a human being. They are bound to fail you, but keep on loving them. The more we expect, the greater the potential offenses. Because you are looking for something, you are believing something is going to happen. And these people, they will show you that you are nothing. But if we have no expectation, then we are sowing the love of God by faith. And the offense will mean nothing. Faith always reaps a reward because there is no strings attached. So I'm trying to help you to understand what God is able to do. We build walls around our hearts to prevent further wounds. And I'm just going to protect myself. I don't want to be wounded. I've been wounded for too long, so much. You just don't know. Sometimes we even break in tears. And you know, my, my boyfriend, he just left me for some kind of a sleaze girl and just went on there and left me. I don't even want to see. I'm, I'm going, I don't want another man. I'm going to protect my heart. My wife left me. My husband left me. My girlfriend left me for a loser for a guy who is just doing drugs and gambling and oh my god I don't even you know I'm going to protect myself from feather wounds that is offense forgive that person and just simply say God I hope he finds satisfaction and he finds joy and God you have what you have for me sometimes you don't know why God has protected you from your boyfriend, your girlfriend who left you for another person. Sometimes you don't know why the relationship never worked, why God protected you. What if you married that person? And how was it going to be? The pain of divorce when you have children, the pain of sharing the children, the pain of all these things. So, Sometimes just let these things and simply say, God, I thank you that you protected me. But don't hit. The only way how God can bless you is when you are not walking in the spirit of offense. We build walls around our hearts. Stop building those walls. Instead of helping, we stack additional stones on our existing walls, making them thicker and more robusty. You know, we look into point. It says, well, I'm just going to make sure nothing from outside is going to penetrate in me. And nothing that is going to come and harm me. You know, that's what the enemy does. The enemy loves to do that. Let me give you an, an example. I, I come from a family 
that loves hunting, you know, by the nature, our tribe, or we are hunters, where I grew up in Africa. And one of the things that we saw happening when I was young, although I never went hunting, I know a little bit about hunting, is that um, if a lion is hunting for the prey, they look for the animal that is weakling. Because the animal that is weakling, it will always isolate itself. And when it isolates itself, the lion, they'll follow it. They can even follow it for 10 miles to see which animal among them, if they're chasing the buffaloes, they are going to be looking for that that is weak. And when they find that one that is weak, they'll start isolating it slowly, slowly, slowly until it's surrounded by nothing but the lions. Remember, the lions at that moment to the buffalo are enemies because they want to kill it and eat. So by the time when this buffalo realized that all my other friends have run away. And sometimes the buffalo, the, the other buffaloes, they may not even know that another animal has been isolated. By the time they realize it's wounded, it's dead, there's nothing that they can do. So they start chasing it and they will not allow it to join the head of other buffaloes. So if you listen very careful to what I say, that's what the devil does. The devil looks for you in your weak spots and he will start isolating you bit by bit, bit by bit, until he separates you from anyone, anybody that can help you. And when he separates you, he'll make sure that he goes for your jugravain and he kills you. And he'll make it quick and fast. That's why some people, you say, man, we didn't know that this is what is going to happen because the devil realizes your potential. So he will select you so that he can hit you completely. So eventually, the walls that were meant to protect them become a prison. So now, because you built walls, and those walls are turned into what? Nothing but prisons. What happens when a person is in prison? You can't come out in exception this loosen you and they give you the freedom to go. So once you're in that prison, so what I'm saying today, start praying. Say, God, help me to get out of this prison. I'm dying. I'm in this place here. You know, I've lived in the United States for more than almost 40 years. I've seen different kinds of people. I have counseled. I've traveled from corner to corner from Hawaii, Alaska, to Miami, from everywhere, name of, you know, Louisiana, name every place. And I've seen different cultures in the United States. And I've seen in every culture where I am, how people, they go through the offense. Now, start looking, what are the principalities that are holding me? Why am I so isolated? Have I isolated myself because of fear? I don't want people to hate me. And I have found myself isolated. The focus on the offended Christian is inward and introspective. We guide our rights and the personal relationships carefully, but we don't want to deal 
with what is inside us. So how to overcome the spirit of offense? We have to go to the root cause. You can't catch cut the branch or the trunk, you have to cut the roots so that everything that has been fed from there is completely destroyed. Our energy, sometimes when we leave that life of offense, is consumed with making sure no future injuries will occur. Now, when you leave that kind of life, that's when you be more injured. You think you are just isolated. We need others. I need you, you need me, we need everybody, everybody. Send this, you know, tag your friends. There are so many people right now that are in the prisons and they have built the walls and locked themselves in those gates. Why? Because of the spirit of offense. We will, we will only allow people close to us who want to hurt us. Sometimes the people whom you think they are the ones who will not hurt you, they are the ones who are going to hurt you the most and the more painful it's going to be. People whom you trust, they'll hurt you to the point you not understand what have happened. And you say, even these, now, that becomes dangerous when you say, even these, how come they're hurting me like this? Remember, we should not be trapped in the spirit of criticism and offense. We should strive to love unconditionally like God does and not to be consumed by fear and self-preservations. You know, there's another Greek word which means filio. This is a sensational friendship, you know, not unconditional love. This is selfish love. This is just the love that is from the outside. So be careful. So, we must remember it will free us to love that person even more remarkable because we are letting our faith grow. If more Christians realize this, they won't give up and they become offended. When we walk in selfish love, we are quickly disappointed. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus felt the same rejection you and I face. In his most excellent hour of need, the disciples abandoned him. Just imagine, Judas betrayed him, and Peter denied him. Only John followed Jesus from afar. He released all of them from his friends who deserted him to the Roman guards who crucified him. He did not ask them for forgiveness. He gave it. But see what the Bible says. But I say to you, love your enemies. <laughs> How many believe in that? Love your enemies. Bless those who kiss you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of God in heaven. Your father in heaven. He makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good ones. He sends, he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even, do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren on what you do, do more than others. Do not even the tax collectors do so. Don't be trapped with the spirit of offense. Love your enemies. Show them that there's nothing that they can do. 
that can change your mind. In Podcast 9, I'll be speaking how you can get out of this trap of the enemy by the things that the people they speak, things that you hear, the words that we hear, they are the ones which hurts you. Someone says uh, sticks, they'll break bones and everything, but words will hurt you. So, listen to Podcast 9. Love you all. Thank you for listening to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new episodes are released. 